everyone. We're extremely excited to talk about season two of Atlanta, but I really quickly want to tell you about some other exciting stuff that's going on across the ringer. Atlanta-wise, we have a really great piece by Rob Harvilla. I'm talking about Donald Glover and specifically his music over the last years and kind of how that's evolved. Micah Peters also wrote about the first episode of season two, which you're about to listen to a podcast about. So if you want to do some reading as well, check that out. Podcast-wise, you may have heard that the Oscars are this weekend. If not, the Oscars are this weekend. We have a ton of coverage. I recommend that you check out The Big Picture, which is our movies podcast. It's hosted by The Ringer's editor-in-chief, Sean Fennessy, our very own Reynolds Woodcock. Sean has talked to many of the directors who are nominated on Sunday, and it's worth your time if you want to get that Oscar pool right. Check out The Big Picture. And now, season two of Atlanta. And welcome to The Recapables, a podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Amanda Dobbins, the culture editor at The Ringer. I am joined today by Micah Peters. Oh! And Cameron Collins. I cannot top that. <laughs> <laughs> Staff writers for The Ringer. And today we're talking about season two of Atlanta, which is back on television for the first time since November 1st, 2016, which is wild to think about. Robin season. Christmas approaches, and everybody got to eat. We'll be eating. We should talk about the first episode, Alligator Man, which just aired. It was written by Donald Glover, directed by Hiro Mirai. And it's definitely Atlanta ep- an Atlanta episode, but there's a little bit more, I guess, plot than we're used to. So Ern wakes up in the same storage unit where we last saw him sleeping at the end of season one, except he's going to get kicked out now. So it seems like he's been sleeping there for a while. I was trying to figure out how long had passed. Yeah. It seems long I, enough for him to be overdue. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. it's long enough for him to be overdue, just kind right. of like establishing it as a point of transition. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. A, at least a few months. Right. Yeah. And But he still also, he has to go to the probation office in order to register for his mandatory drug classes from the arrest in episode two of the first season. It's been long enough that he cut his hair. Yeah, okay, great. So, like, a couple months. So at least over two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Weeks and or months, but (laughs) but not too long. There you go. Right. Right. So he gets kicked out of the storage unit, so he goes to Al's house, where there is some sort of unspoken rift between Al and Darius— Mm-hmm. I know, Micah, that you're personally really concerned about this rift. Darius and Alfred aren't speaking to each other or looking at each other. Darius is making cold sliders. Be careful. It's very, very cold. Hey, Al. What's going on with you and Darius? I don't want to talk about it. Alfred is on house arrest. Yeah. The energy is um, a little different. I don't know, man. It was just a bummer in there. Everyone yeah. seems depressed. Everybody yeah, seemed depressed. Yeah. Which is kind of, it's a good note to keep in mind as we talk about the rest of the episode. Yeah. Right. So after Ern goes to Al's house, he goes to the probation office, and then Al sends him to his Uncle Willie's house. He needs to go check on Uncle Willie because there is some sort of domestic situation, which ends up involving the police and an alligator named Coach. But after the alligator situation ends, Ern goes back to Al's house. They have a nice moment, and then, well, it's a kind of nice moment. That's a decent amount of plot, more than we're used to for an episode of Atlanta. 
so there's one scene that we haven't talked about yet. And on the recapables, we have categories, we give awards. And the first category on this podcast is the scene we can't stop thinking about. And we all three agree that it is the opening scene, which is the robbery at the Mrs. Winners. And mm-hmm. Micah, will you, I've been talking a lot, so <laughs> would you give a quick recap of what it is? Yes. So the cold open begins with two, maybe 20-something guys sitting in their apartment. One of them is playing FIFA. The other one is roasting him for how bad he is at FIFA. He's quite bad. They're shooting the shit about Nothing. They're not. They're talking about absolutely nothing. Right. They're doing nothing. And then at one point, they decide they're hungry, and they get in the car. And TK's the race starts playing on the radio. Gotta go that way. You get robbed for your Gotta go that way, boy. You not gonna be happy. The race is literally a song about well by a kid from San Antonio who spent three months on the lam, uh, like trying to get away from a murder charge. And he's basically facing two capital murder charges at the moment. But the video dropped on the same day that he was arrested. In the video, he's like flashing handguns and posing next to a wanted poster of himself. And it's <laughs> insane. But yeah, anyway, that plays and they go and they rob a McDonald's. Um, a Mrs. Winners, actually. Sorry, excuse yeah. me. It is <laughs> to a be Mrs. fast Win- food accurate. A, 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 yes, I'm sorry, a Mrs. Winners. This is a channel I don't know. Excuse yeah. me, I've uh, I've never heard of that. Is that a... It is, a, I was familiar with it, being oh, from, from Atlanta. Being from yes. Atlanta, yeah, okay. I'm really going to rely on you to explain I, a lot of the very yeah. Atlanta-esque... Well, I got to say, I'm from a different part of Atlanta. It's important. I really can only speak to fast food locations, but yes. Um. <laughs> and it seems like they're just going to buy an eighth, basically. That's what they're talking about. Right, you, There's right, like right. a number number 17 special that mm. you can kind of get some weed on the side. Exactly. And you think that's what's happening. Right. Well, I mean, like, the, they they pull up in the drive-thru and then he goes through his order and it's this interminable order. Welcome to Mrs. Leonard. May I take your order? Yeah. Can I get that uh, two-piece sawdark with a side of Cajun rice? You get that side of fried okra, too, and a uh, peach cobbler and number 17. A number 17? Yeah, and a peach cobbler. And a peach cobbler. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good to know that this is a chain that has peach cobbler. It's very good for me to know. And then they pull around uh, to the window, and then they're suddenly wearing ski masks, and one of them jumps through the window with a gun. So after he jumps through the window, goes through the back, gets the stash, basically, and then comes back around, and all of a sudden the guy that was working the window peers around the corner with an AR-15. The guy with the AR-15 runs outside, shoots the back of their car as they're trying to get away, and then a woman gets out of the back seat covered in blood, screaming, and it lingers there for a really long period of time. Right. It's, I mean, a surreal moment and also, like, really chilling. It escalates really quickly. Yeah. And I would say, you know, in the season one recap that Micah was on, we talked a lot about the moments of violence and how in season one, the show really just moves past them. It's just kind of it's a part of the fabric of Mm -hmm. the show. And this is a bit different. They they put emphasis on it just by the fact that they open with it. And it's a long time before you see any of the characters, you know. Yes, exactly. So they're they're clearly trying to make a statement with it. Cam, tell me your thoughts on that scene. First of all, I think this is a really great way to start a new season. I I do like when a TV show starts a new season uh, elsewhere mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and makes you figure out how. I mean, in this case, it's it's a broadening to um, Robin season as a thing, which I had to read up on because I, I really I'm from the suburbs of New Jersey. We don't have 
a specific season where people increase crime. Mm-hmm. I would say it happens <laughs> pretty it's much. Your just yeah, it's your law. Okay. It's, just, it's just a constant <laughs> thing. Um, so I was not familiar with, the, but of course it makes sense, like the period before the holidays being a period of increased sort of robbery. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, it's an uptick. Yes. In, <clears throat> in um, so knowing that's the title of the season, even that, I still did not connect that to the opening of the season. I didn't know that we were going to be following two guys into what be, starts as a robbery but becomes something much more, I don't know if fatal is the word because I don't know if the woman in the back of their car that I didn't know was there. And it's this eerie shot of like you see her on the corner at a little bit of a distance and then you sort of rise above the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just this surreal sort of... Her screaming, the way that it looks, um, yeah, and the fact that you weren't expecting this violence in the first right, place. It's just right. all very... And it, they don't they don't lessen, they don't give you an outlet at any point. Right. They want you to dwell on that moment right. and take it in. It reminds me a lot of like 90s hood movies where you don't need to see all the violence that's happening outside of the main characters. All you need to see are like the helicopter lights or yeah. kind of hear the police in the background. This know, is like, happening in somewhere in town. Yeah, like this yeah. is the context. This is the kind of violence that people deal with. But here it's, it's like the tone of it is so strange that it's just very unsettling. I prefer Atlanta when it is like more lackadaisical and more chill than when it is violently surreal. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's when, you know, like the way that this is all shot, it's like it's the handheld thing. It's it's like Children of Man-ish a little bit. And it's fine. But it's not what I it's not what I think that Atlanta is better than every other show at doing, um, which is before those two guys go and rob the Mrs. Winters. They're sitting and making fun of the fact that one of them really sucks at FIFA, and that, <laughs> and that to me, and that to me yeah. is like, yeah, love this song, uh, you know. <laughs> this yeah. is the, uh, and then, and then, and then I don't know what to do with the rest. But it's a sense of for me, like the strangeness of the season. I think. Yeah, it's interesting. It, as the first scene, it's very clearly a statement of some kind. I took it as some sort of signal of this is going to be a little different, and yeah, you're still yeah. going to get the FIFA moments, and you still get some of the absurd stuff that we're going to talk about next, but it's going to be a bit darker at places. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they're going to do, I don't know, I feel like they're not going to do this, but I wonder if this is going to be sort of like a, a six feet under thing where someone dies or gets shot at the beginning of every episode and then we move to the, to the regular stuff. I kind of hope not. <laughs> Uh, I, I, you know, I can't do surreal violence every episode, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. It's just, it's it's effective, but it's grim. So you mentioned the rest of the episode, which you enjoyed a bit more. Let's let's talk about that. Our next, is it an award if we all agree? On, it's still an award if we all agree on it. It's for the guest star. I think it might star. be the highest award. Yeah, it's yeah. so That's true. All right, the best guest star is, without question, Cat Williams. Cat yes, Williams. Of course. Yeah. This is my house. I'm supposed to be asking you. What is you doing here? Yeah, I'll send it. He too good to come see me now on his own? He DMX now? No, he's on house arrest. Yvonne called. Said she was kidnapped. Did he happen to mention to you that that thieving, raggedy bitch stole $50 out of my pocket while I was asleep? I did not, Willie. Well, where, pray tell, is it then, Yvonne? We're the only two motherfuckers in here. Did it walk out the door? I don't know. Maybe your stupid ass drank the 50. Ain't drank shit, okay? I ain't never drank no 50 in my life. <laughs> Cantankerous, chain-smoking, <laughs> silk-robed Uncle Willie. 
Cat Williams has had a rough decade. Yes. yes. Like, it was, especially 2016, he was arrested four times. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's always a surprise when he pops up, and he's always good. Like, I have it's I forget how good he is at complaining. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. like, this was vintage, like, Money Mike or Ricky and First Sunday, where he's just kind of like, I'm not scared anymore. It's hot <laughs> as the devil's toenails in here. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, yeah. like... It's it was he was absolutely perfect. I mean, he to your point about him having him having it rough. He does not know how to hide that and anything that he does. So he he kind of brings his own experiences to bear on every yeah. every kind of performance that he gives um, on stage, off stage, on TV, not on TV. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And yeah. that's sort of what's so special about him and perfect for him to be the character that we're going to after the beginning violence. Yeah. Because he's like, the beginning violence sets us up for a kind of violent context or whatever, but he, to me, summarizes the sort of grimness of a kind of person and a kind of place who does escape the episode at the end, but does not escape a situation. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's very darkly funny. And, like, when you yeah. see him run off and down the street <laughs> in house slippers, it's just kind of like you, he's not going to make it very far. He's, but he's, he's not. But he's, you know, it was a really funny exit from the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, it, there's very – it's – Willie seems like he could just be Cat Williams if Cat Williams didn't have a Netflix special out. Right. Like, it's – Yeah. And yeah. It, you get the sense that Donald Glover is aware of the similarities. The is, com- yeah. is commenting or at least playing to that, to yeah. the knowledge that we all have. Yeah, because, because I, I mean, Cat Williams has always reminded me of a bunch of my own uncles. Mm. Um, and I think that's what's mm. always so great about his comedy is that he is definitely like, like for many black people, he was definitely a member of your family who is that way. Who, yeah. who, who always, who like probably has like an alcohol problem or some kind of substance problem, who always shows up at the family reunion starting shit. Um, but who's the funniest guy and who's loyal. Has the best stories. Has the best mm-hmm. stories. Has the shit on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is that. So, of course, he's he's Uncle Willie in this episode. It's yeah. It's also kind of like you get that fourth wall breaking moment where they're having the conversation in the kitchen and he's mm. just kind of like, I don't want to be you. You know, someone everybody knew was smart but ended up being a know-it-all fuck-up Jay that just let shit happen to him. I thought about that for a really long time. It was yeah. a kick in the gut. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And Atlanta kind of does that. It has characters have those revelatory moments and puts those words in people's mouths. But it's really it's sad. Yeah. You, don't, yeah. you don't see him kind of having to. He's usually phrasing something as a joke. He's usually couching something. And that's just it's really. Yeah. And he really was harsh. direct. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And, yeah, it was kind of like – it was really funny, though, immediately after when he walks in the bedroom because, like, Willie just storms off, doesn't say anything. (laughs) And then he walks in, like, with that kind of, like, slouching his shoulders and his head back and just being like, hey, man, I'm – I'm not sorry about what I said, but I'm sorry that I said it, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> 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 At first I was like, I might steal that line, but it's like, yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. don't want it's to say that to pretty honest, yeah. I'm probably too honest. honest. Yeah. It is, it is um, very honest, yeah. And, I mean, all of this happening with, like— the cops at the front door. That's another yeah. thing that's just sort of— Yeah. This this has to be the 
least frenzied police visit I've ever seen in a TV it's show. It's literally or a movie. everything that's happening in the house feels like it's happening outside of time. Right, yeah. right. Like how long are they on that stoop just standing there, not going in, not raising their voices? Oh man. That in itself was surreal to me. Yeah. Right. So our, that's a great cue for our final award, which is it is the Black Justin Bieber Award for Surrealism <laughs> and Absurdity. It is mm. named for a moment in season one. When Justin Bieber shows up on the show, mm-hmm. except he's black and no one comments on it, the winner of this award is Coach the Gator. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, entire, the entire episode, I mean, like, there's the kids on the bikes in the front yard being like, yeah, you got an alligator in there. He does. He like, does alligator man. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that you don't see the alligator. Or hear it, right? Or hear it until, well, no, you well, do hear yeah, it. A, l- you hear a little it. bit. There's when Darius also, is messing around with it. There's also a great moment when the cops ask Ern, is there an alligator in there? And he's like, yeah. And then the cop goes, Is he friendly with you? No. 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 No, he's not friendly with it's me. Completely absurd and really it funny. Is so and then is he like, friendly with you is such a crazy question. In the so middle absurd. of a totally dark and depressing Literally situation. At the apex predator. Unchanged for thousands of years because it's the perfect killing machine. Well, let's talk about how the gator is finally revealed. Yeah, I mean, which is which is exactly what I thought of when Michael when you said apex predator because when the alligator strolls out of the house to the slow, the cue is so good. The Delphonics like is amazing. The ships passing in the night slow motion. Just this beautiful runway walk from this alligator. Oh man. Um, it's 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 just like right. It's like you expect an alligator coming out of a house to be like, okay, so I'm gonna go. I, I'm trapped in the house, haven't eaten right. a human in a while. Yeah, don't know what that alligator's being expected like at to all. Dart gonna out. hiss and start sprinting. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, certainly, I know enough enough about alligators to expect the alligator to be to have a different demeanor. But I was so mesmerized by that that it did not immediately occur to me why the alligator was strolling out of the house, which is, of course, a distraction. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I myself was so like, what is <laughs> taken in by the song, by the pace of the alligator, the way it just sort of parks itself <laughs> it's beautiful. in front of the house. It's a, wonderful. A beautiful moment that uh, only this show is capable of. So I, great. I have an honorable mention. Okay. We just haven't talked about Florida Man. Oh, oh Florida <laughs> Man. Florida Man. It was so good. Okay, so... Ern and Darius are riding in the car, and Darius just brings up the idea of Florida Man. He's just like, yeah, Florida Man. You never heard of him? Like, Florida Man is responsible for a large percentage of abnormal incidents that occur in Florida. Think of him as an alt-right Johnny Appleseed. No one knows his true identity, date of birth, what he looks like. That's why headlines always say Florida Man. Florida Man shoots unarmed black teenager. Florida man bursts into ex's delivery room and fights new boyfriend as she's given birth. Florida man steals a car, goes to checkers. And it's just kind of like really just that specific kind of Atlanta humor. Like the show Atlanta, I mean. Totally. Where it's just kind of like slightly sinister and like purposely for some people to know. Yes. Because it's just kind of like if you've ever read a headline. Right. It's just kind of like, all right, Florida man does thing that is reprehensible. <laughs> right. The way that he understands but doesn't understand what he's talking about is it's fascinating. So spe- like it's so specific and well thought out but right. like 
really left of center. And the way Ern's just <laughs> yes. like, all right, so you're... I'm just not gonna correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna correct this. Just put your music back yeah. on. Put the please. radio back on. Yeah. <laughs> He's listening to like re- screaming garage punk for whatever reason. Yeah, it's great. It's so good. A classic Atlanta moment. I think that's it. We're extremely glad to have Atlanta back. We will be back next week after episode two. In the meantime, Micah, Cam, thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Thank Robin you. season. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And this song goes out to Coach the Alligator. One last note, our theme song was made by our friends at songfinch.com. Check out Songfinch to turn your stories, memories, and even your feelings into a -a one-of-a-kind song by professional musicians. It makes the perfect gift for any occasion. That's songfinch.com.